from the Mercy One Studio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services. Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio, Be Not Afraid. This morning, Father PJ with us. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Father. We have an, a visitor today. We have a seminarian from the Diocese of Des Moines. Welcome, Nick. Thank you, Father. Nick Stark is with me for the summer at Christ the King. Good. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O God, who desired the Virgin San Cateri Tecaquita, to flower among Native Americans in a life of innocence, grant through her intercession that when all are gathered into your church from every nation, tribe, and tongue, they may magnify you in a single canticle of praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So... So, um, you know, I think since Nick's with us, uh, the, the most helpful thing would to be to simply begin with sort of, Nick, who are you, where are you from, and how did you wind up here? <laughs> uh, good question. Yeah, uh, so my name is Nick Stark, and uh, I am from um, the Diocese of Des Moines here, seminarian, but uh, my home parish is St. Pius X uh, in Urbandale. And so I attended Catholic schools my whole life. First, uh, kindergarten through eighth grade in uh, St. Pius X. Uh, I attended Dowling. Um, and graduated in 2013. Then I went to Loris College, um, same college as uh, Father McManus, and then Father, or excuse me, Bishop Pates sent me to St. Paul Seminary, where I am now. Very good, very good. And you've been with me now about two months. Um, what would you say is the biggest surprise you've had sort of in parish life since being at Christ the King? Oh, I mean, there's been plenty of surprises, with, <laughs> but uh, especially with um, all this uh, COVID 19 uh, business. It's It's been uh, different, definitely. I've definitely had a different uh, view of the parish during, uh, well, during these couple of months. Um, yeah, it's just, um, it's very family, uh, the parish is. You know, like when I, uh, I've discussed this with Father before, but just how uh, in seminary, they kind of train us to, you know, take take leadership and to be, you know, the kingly role, and you're in charge of a multi-million dollar uh, corporation and you know they're really pumping us up for all these things and then you know you get to a parish and it's really like a family um uh, i'm not going to say unofficial because it, it definitely is it's a, you know there's a but, but it's it's um you know it's just very um people oriented and um, there's a lot more to worry about than just the money in money out so more family business than multi-million dollar corporation it's a little <laughs> bit of both it's a little bit of both and so you know and we're trying to uh, put jesus in the mix too and so that's uh um, I'm not going to say that part's surprising, but it was just, you know, actually seeing the reality um, that was, uh, well, it changed my view a lot of uh, parish life. Sure. Which year are you in the seminary? I just finished my seventh year, um, and so I've got one year left to go. Good. I hope. <laughs> How is the life in the seminary? It's great. Um, you know, there's been, there's there's a uh, saying at St. Paul Seminary that uh, the only constant is change, <laughs> and uh there, we've had quite a few um, changes in the past few years, but uh, the biggest change was that we got a, a new rector, um, Father Joe Taphorn, and I think he's made a lot of like really good changes for the community. He's given 
the seminarians, you know, I guess more of a voice in the life of the house. Uh, and it's been great. Um, and, uh, you know, of course the academics are, I think, pretty superb at uh, St. Paul too. And so, uh, and the fraternity there is great. You know, I've made lots of friends and, um, you know, I'm in uh, many fraternal groups and it's just, you know, to be able to be real with your fellow seminarians and to be able to pray with them and, uh, speak about your struggles, but also, um, you know, your victories and your joys. It's been, um, yeah, it's been, I think, a phenomenal experience for me. Do you have a teaching parish? I do. Uh, it's Sacred Heart in Robbinsdale, which is um, north of Minneapolis. And uh, that's with Father Brian Peterson, and uh, he's great as well. And so that parish is where I've gotten a lot of my um, you know, hands-on parish experience. I, and that's been uh, in the Archdiocese up north, but... Um, you know that's been great too. A little bit different than Christ the King. It's a little different. It's a little, but you know, honestly, the the size is uh, comparable. Um, you know, both. Uh, how many families do you have, Father? Eighteen hundred. Okay, yeah, I think they have you know a little over a thousand there, but uh, you know, yeah, comparable size, comparable, um, yeah, demographics, and so it's uh, yeah, it's very very much similar. You know, you you mentioned um, sort of the family dynamic, and I think one thing that's really important, not just about parish life, but the church in general, right, is that our our currency really is relationships, our relationship with God by grace and our relationship with with each other. The saints are an important part of that. And so, uh, you know, the saint whose memory we keep today, Saint uh, Saint Kateri, right, is called the Lily of the Mohawks, Lily Lilies being the the traditional image or, or icon for virgins, right? Um, and so she's 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 the first uh, native born um, to to be beatified. She's a, a great patroness for the native peoples of the Americas. But the the real kind of contribution she makes is that. Her, her, her parents dying at an early age. She's adopted by this uncle who's very much opposed to the coming of the new faith. But she's captured by the person of Jesus in so profound a way that she wants to give her life to him in, in what we would think of today as consecrated virginity. And, uh, and, and, and this is so contrary to the situation that she's in. And it causes great hardship with her own family. But because relationships are sort of the currency of the faith, even then, um, she has to learn forgiveness forgiveness for the the uncle who adopts her and the family members who reject her because of her appropriation of the faith, forgiveness of the other native peoples who wind up treating her like a slave because from their perspective, she's kind of a traitor, right? Um, and, uh, and, and, and all that internal tension, like why God, why me? Like why in this situation? Why, why has this sort of happened? Um, I, I think that's a really beautiful way to begin to think about relationships in parish. How often it is that in precisely those situations that we have to learn how to forgive. Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid. Thank you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at dreamdirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services, Farm Auctions, done right. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to Blessman International international.org and click sponsor a child is it time for a new roof then it could be time for you to get to know 
Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980. Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq Des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO, and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio. Be not afraid. Father, before the break, you have been talking about forgiveness and faith. Mm -hmm. And we have a very interesting saint today that represents a very inclusiveness versus the current uh, discrepancies between races, colors, tongues as well. Right. So, so, so the mission of the Black Robes, those first Jesuit missionaries to North America, was very much to bring the native peoples to the faith. And that was clearly only because they thought they would be benefited by the faith. They recognized the full humanity of the native peoples. And that's that's really, really important. So that having a native-born saint and a native-born saint that early on in the life of the church here in the Americas is really, really critical. When we're talking about forgiveness, the life of the saints represent and a testimony of life how the Lord forgives us and help us to forgive others as well. Because in the condition of the saint today is a very minority comparable to the formal race established at that time. Mm -hmm. So also it's an invitation through the life of this saint to help us to promote more equality, Mm -hmm. condition to respect, to forgiveness, and obviously represent the presence of the sacrament of reconciliation as well. You know, the Lord's... um the, 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 the plea that the Lord gives us in the Our Father, uh, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's so important that it's the only, the only part of the Our Father that he chooses to expand on in the Sermon on the Mount, right? He tells us what this kind of forgiveness ought to look like. And that the relationship between our forgiveness, the, the way that the Father forgives us and our forgiveness of other people, it's absolutely integral. And because of the way our relationships work, right, the place where that's lived out most frequently, most often, and usually most intensely is in the family. Nick, any experience about forgiveness in your life? Yes. Um, I mean, I am very blessed um, with my life. I know some people, uh, a lot of people, you know, have struggles with uh, their own families. And I've been very blessed with my family. But, of course, you know, there's been um, some things that ne- needed to be forgiven. And... Um, uh, for me, one of the most transformative experiences for me, actually, um, uh, in my vocation and what, like where I very much felt called, um, is actually during my uh, Kairos retreat at Dowling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they uh, they uh, you know they 
give you the letters, and you know, it's a very emotional thing. But you know, I, I actually um, believe that at that retreat was the very first time that I ever uh, experienced the Lord in like a very um, palpable way. Uh, it was during the sacrament of confession. You know, I was very much um, you know beating myself up over my you know, many many sins, and uh, the priest just you know looked me dead in the eye and said, um, you know, do you know how much Jesus loves you? Um, and uh, honestly, I never really thought about it all that much, <laughs> you know, like, uh, um, but I, at that moment, it was just like a flood of grace and mercy for me where I felt uh, so forgiven and so um, grace filled that I kind of dropped like my plans to become a biologist or a uh, vet veterinarian and uh, decided to study for philosophy and theology instead, because I had just this profound experience um, that how, how powerful forgiveness can be that um, I decided to pursue priesthood instead, you know, and I'm still here, and it's been a, a ever-changing thing. Your family's own um, uh, experience of the faith and, and living of the faith at home clearly has borne fruit in that um, you and your father's vocation have run on sort of parallel tracks. Can you say something about that? Yeah, so my dad's a deacon, a permanent deacon for the diocese ordained two years ago. Um, and he always has this saying that the Holy Spirit must have roosted in our house sometime, and it got both of us. Um, and I think that's true. Um, but yes, I think uh, it's, it very much ran parallel. And uh, uh, he was in the diaconate formation for five years total because he went on the first track and then the second, because of some conflicts with the military, he had to postpone it. But then he retired from the military and was able to uh, uh, finish the diaconate program. But yes, it was, uh, it was very much, um, you know, we prayed the rosary at home together. We prayed the chaplet at home together. Um, you know, we went to mass together, uh, you know, and they do say that a family that prays together stays together. And for us, uh, you know, we prayed together and, uh, the Lord, uh, did his thing and, and brought us both. You know, this week we really have, um, the outstanding example of several saints, right? On Sunday, their feast was imputed because of Sunday, but we, we had the feast of, uh, Saints Louis and Zelie Martin, the parents of the little flower of St. Teresa, um, a, a married couple, uh, both saints. And then on Monday, we had St. Henry and his wife, St. Cunegunda, who were much more important people in the eyes of the world, the Holy Roman Emperor, but who were themselves saints, again, a married couple. Today, we have a single woman, uh, St. Kateri. And I think it's so beautiful that we see the way in which forgiveness and faith wind up living themselves out in the context of the home, whether that's a sort of an ordinary domestic home like the Martins, a sort of you know, f fabulous home, like, like in the White House or something, right, with, the, uh, with Henry and Cunegunda. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, just this single laywoman living by herself in a hut in the woods. It's a beautiful experience also that we can connect with the sacrament of reconciliation when we encounter Jesus with a penitent, but at the same time with a deliverance and healing as well. You know, there's this, this fabulous line um, in the beginning of the Order of Penance, the book that right, we use to celebrate the, the sacrament, where it says, um, you know, the, the ministry of absolution belongs by right to the priests and bishops of the church, but the ministry of reconciliation belongs by right to all the baptized. So that the, of course, the sacrament of penance of, of confession is 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 a kind of clear example of of reconciliation. But all the sacraments reconciled. That's what they're for. That baptism is the first and primary sacrament of reconciliation. That the Holy Eucharist reconciles us if if we're in a position to be so um, every time we receive Holy Communion. And I often think marriage is is the most frequent sacrament of reconciliation for most people because I can't imagine a relationship in which you'd have to say I'm sorry more. <laughs> <laughs> than if you're married to a person. <laughs> we're, mo we're more frequent, you know? Yeah. Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 94.1.
104.5 FM. Be not afraid. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Hi, this is Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. When you support this station, you offer a lifeline to a soul in need. You help save a marriage or an innocent life or a young person crushed by secular pressures. That's how powerful the message of God's love in Jesus Christ is. We're all called to share the good news of God's love given to us in Jesus, and that is exactly what you do when you offer your support. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Father P.J. and uh, our seminary, Nick. Nick, any experience about the sacrament reconciliation in your life? Yes, yes. And so um, the most profound moment of reconciliation in my life was that um, um, experience on the Kairos retreat um, where I was just struggling with uh, a lot of sins, uh, quite typical of guys my age in those days. And I... um, yeah, I was very much beating up on myself. I was, I was very being very hard on myself, and uh, you know, I was just when it, when there's a face to face confession, the priest can be, um, well, the, these priests can attest who are sitting with me when it's not behind the screen and it's face to face. There's very much that temptation to make it like a more of a dialogue, and you know, just to try and maybe um, make excuses for things, and you know, talk and just kind of talk it through instead of just like saying it straight. So I was doing a lot of that, and uh, but the priest just looked me dead in the eye and said, "Do you know how much Jesus loves you?" And that just kind of stopped me right in my tracks. And I, uh, I'd never really thought about that before. And Jesus must love me a whole lot, <laughs> and uh, and it was a beautiful experience, and it was it was very much transformative for me. And it was, um, and and the Lord didn't even have to say much, and the priest didn't have to say much, but it was a uh, it was a profound moment of forgiveness, and uh, I could feel the grace wash over me. And it, honestly, that was one of the big moments that put me on the path uh, that I'm on now. Excellent. So follow that experience from Nick. This coming Sunday, Matthew in the in the Sunday's Gospel remind us how beautiful is this encounter with Jesus of mercy and compassion. So the last part of the Gospel said literally, then dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. 
He said in reply, He who knows good seed is the son of man. The field is the word. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows, then is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the harvest are angels, just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire. So of the age, the Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be willing and greeting of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father, whoever has ears out to hear. You know, the, the, this, this overwhelming metaphor of, of, of a harvest, right, which, which shows up again and again through the Gospels, um, and, and, you know, which he directs us even to pray concerning, right, to send out labors into the harvest. And it's tempting to think of that only in terms of priests or religious, and certainly we're a part of that, but all the baptized are among the labors, the laborers uh, sent out for the harvest, and yet we are also all part of the, the fruit of the same harvest. Um, and I think that's where this, this dynamic of, of forgiveness is so important. So we can be so busy at times um, working uh, for sort of the formal religious end of what we're doing, making sure our kids are praying or not living with their boyfriends or something, and all this sort of thing, that we, that we neglect the role of forgiveness even in our own lives. Uh, the, the the need to return to the sacrament of penance, of course, to ask for forgiveness, but also just that those daily acts of penitence and forgiveness in our home. And at the same time, for the priest himself, the life of forgiveness, if we approach the celebration of the sacrament of reconciliation, is not the penitent role. Also, it's our role to identify in the personification of Jesus Christ himself, to enjoy and obviously represent this forgiveness in our own ministry as well right it's um it's not aquinas he quotes somebody else right but he but he uses the image of the the priest in the confessional as uh as as both physician and judge uh physician ju and judge, judge right. insofar as he's adjudicating sort of the nature of the sin and what ought to be done to remedy it especially insofar as the needs of justice demand that something be fixed but but primarily as divine physician offering healing to the soul of the one who has been wounded by their own sin when we read that the first time this uh, piece of the gospel for this coming Sunday, we we have the perception that the Lord has been in extremely judging mm -hmm. and extremely hard. But at the same time, is completely merciful because he's looking the brilliant, the resplendent of the souls after deliver for any kind of slavery that create the evil one in our life. Right. I mean, the goal clearly, right, is not just to throw out all the harvest it's simply to separate the harvest so that you can you can separate the, the the good from the bad and that's something you know that kind of harrowing is what we're doing all the time or ought to be doing all the time that's why the examination of conscience is so important just in the life of the everyday christian and i think oftentimes when we examine our consciences we look we look at the commandments or whatever and we just think well i i didn't do something bad but it's very often that i failed to do something good and, and a good to which i was genuinely called especially when it comes to forgiveness St. Marcarius says, um, do not allow the spark of discord and enmity to smolder. The longer you wait, the more the enemy sows confusion among you. 
So be watchful so that he does not mock you. Humility destroys his schemes. The problem with forgiveness, right, is it requires humility to ask for forgiveness. And most of us are unwilling or unable to do that pretty much of the time. Um, But without it, we won't be able to receive the forgiveness we need ourselves. And that's why this dynamic of forgive us as we forgive is so, so significant and why we have to be constantly endeavoring to forgive more. In, in seminary, um, it's, I have many opportunities to be for, to, for forgiveness with my fellow brother seminarians. You know, we can uh, get on each other's nerves. And, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, well, in morning prayer, in the morning office, you know, I, you know, I'm not quoting it exactly, but, but you know, before you um, come to the altar, uh, reconcile with your brother. And so I've done that many times where, um, you know, I've gotten into a fight with, my, with one of my brother seminarians or something like that during class. And then right before Mass at 11.35, we talk to each other, you know, you know hug it out. And, uh, you know, I forgive you. And, uh, yeah, not, to not let the devil work on us. It's important. Moving forward to encounter Jesus, Father, we approach ending our program today. Could you please send us your blessing? May the passion of the Lord Jesus, which brings forgiveness to the whole world, reconcile you to yourselves and to your friends and family, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be not afraid. Iowa Catholic Radio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services.